Welcome to the Connection Church online service. I'm so glad that you're joining with us today. It is a blessing to be able to worship the Lord together. If you are joining with us live, welcome. We have an online pastor who is ready to join with you in prayer over any needs that you may have or to dialogue with you about the things that are going on in your life as you intersect them as we continue in our message today. Feel free to utilize those. Today we're going to be continuing on in our sermon series called This Is Our God talking about who our God is. And today we're going to be looking at the person of Jesus. Jesus is our Savior. Jesus is the Savior of the world. It is the greatest gift that has ever been offered, that Jesus would be the Savior for all those who would believe in him. In John 3.16 it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world that the world may be condemned, but in order that the world might be saved through him. See, God loves us so much that he sent his Son to be the ultimate sacrifice. As Jesus said in John 14, 6 of himself, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus came to this earth. He came as God revealed in flesh, so we could see the love of God in a tangible person, that we could see Jesus and that he could be our Savior. He did amazing miracles while he was here. He healed broken bodies. He helped the hurting. He spoke about how there was a better way and personified love while teaching those that he encountered. Jesus is the Savior. And God cannot dwell where sin is. When we look at the Old Testament, we see that God had set up a system, a sacrificial system, where he kept sin away from his presence because God is holy. And he cannot dwell where there is anything that is unholy. And Jesus came to bring restitution, to bring a connection between what was unholy to cover over the sins, to cover over that separation between the unholy and what we are so that we can be joined into God's presence. Jesus came to bring healing to bring restoration, to bring us hope. And in your life, Jesus came to bring healing to your pain and to provide a way so that you can have a restored relationship with God. Because God loves you. Remember, for God so loved the world that he sent his son that you might have a life, that you might encounter him. And sometimes when we know that we have messed it up, it's easier to avoid the situation than to address it. So we just ghost those around us. We just don't engage. But we don't have to hide from God. See, God already knows the details of your life. Jesus is your Savior. Jesus became our sin so we could become his righteousness. In 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21, it says, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So Jesus, who knew no sin, became our sin. So we can take his place of righteousness in heaven. See, Jesus died to save you from the condemnation that you deserve. See, every single one of us, we make mistakes, we are not perfect. That's part of being in the, the human race. That's part of being a human being. We are not perfect. We cannot measure up to the standards of God without his assistance. But Jesus came to save us from the condemnation. And so now our sins can be buried with Jesus Christ so that we can stand before God and enter into heaven. We now can walk in relationship with God yet again because Jesus covered over that separation. 
Jesus is your Savior. In Isaiah 53, verse 5, it says, For he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to each his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Every single one of us has turned away. Every single one of us has iniquities. Every single one of us lives in a state that is not peace until the moment that we encounter Jesus Christ and he was pierced for our transgressions. He brings us the peace that we need and heals the wounds that we have. So where we have gone astray as sheep, he can draw us back as the good shepherd, bringing us back into a close relationship with him. The call to us is to repent. We are called to turn from our ways or to repent from them to completely turn away from them, to no longer do the same things that we did before, but to seek a new way of living, to instead of having hatred, be filled with love, to instead of being filled with lies, to be filled with truth. God calls us to turn away from our old ways and to turn into him and his ways. But the question is, do we acknowledge our need for Jesus to cover over our mistakes? Or are we trying to do it on our own? See, in our lives, we can decide that we are going to turn away from our old patterns on our own. But we need the help of Jesus to do that. This is where we repent unto him and we say, I will follow Jesus. I will not just try to live a better life, but I will follow him because Jesus is my savior. Lying, stealing, hatred, greed, covetousness, adultery. All of these things are worldly desires that we are called to leave behind. And we must choose to deny ourselves and follow Jesus. Jesus said, you cannot serve two masters. Now, that's in Matthew 6, where he's referring to money. Where he's saying you cannot serve both God and money. But the principle is the same. You cannot cling to the things of this world while also trying to fully rely on God. We cannot have two focuses. Are we leaving everything behind in pursuit of honoring our God? Are we willing to say, Jesus is my Savior so I will flee from everything that I think will save me. And I will trust in him and his ways. This is a daily choice for us. Do we put loving and serving God as the priority of our lives? This morning when you woke up, what was the first thing you thought of? What has been the motivation of your day today? What will be the motivation of your week? May we be people that say, I will love and serve God as the first priority, as my first commitment. If anything comes before God, we need to repent. 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we say, God, we're sorry for where we haven't sought you first. Help us to love you as the priority of our lives. Have you abandoned your way of doing things and aligned your life to reflect the things that God asks of you? If not, it is time to repent. As God's children, we are called to obey him, to trust him, and to know what pleases him and to do it. To walk with him in relationship on a daily basis. Jesus is your savior. This means you acknowledge that you do not want to live your life your way. You turn towards him and let him lead you. Let him be the one that guides you by quiet waters. 
When we accept Jesus as our Savior, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 says that we are born again and transformed into the likeness of Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. When we have embraced Jesus, the old ways that we lived are gone. And he transforms us into a new creation made in his image, in his likeness. So choose to turn away from your pasts, from your shameful memories and the regrets of your life, and shift your perspective in the opposite direction. Repentance means to go the other direction, to go the other way, to turn from. And we turn towards Jesus. Jesus is your Savior. In Jesus, there is no pain. There is healing. In Jesus, there is freedom. In Jesus, there is reconciliation to our Father in heaven. So give God all that you are and let him direct you. Say it with me. Jesus is my Savior. Say it again. Jesus is my Savior. The things that you are facing right now, he wants to take from you and walk with you through them. Your Savior wants to bring you hope and peace and joy and direct you to his future for you. But you have to choose to embrace it for yourself. You have to choose that you are going to turn directly towards him. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live by the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. In our relationship, we, it is an, well, I turn towards Christ. I am, to call, I am called to turn towards him and to live embracing him day by day in faith that he's guiding me. Now this is twofold as well, that while this is a personal choice to repent, this is a personal choice to turn and to live unto him, we as a church are also called to make this commitment to, together, that together we walk publicly, acknowledging that we are the believers, we are the called ones that say we believe in Jesus. He is our savior. And we do this through embracing what God is doing in one another. One way we do that is through baptism. Baptism is where we identify to the rest of the world the inward change that has begun in our hearts. In baptism, we are allowed to be able to respond to something that is beginning within us. And we wash away the old and we cleanse ourselves of the past. Now, when we get into the water, we don't technically get our sins washed away. There's no literal exchange in the water, but it is symbolic. It is a symbolic decision to say, I repent and follow Jesus, and I choose to embrace him. See, if I choose to make this decision on my own, and I tell no one about it, who's going to remind me about it when I start going back my original way, when I turn away from Jesus? Baptism is to declare to the rest of the world the inward change that has begun. And faith is community-based, where two or more are gathered where a threefold cord is not easily broken. God wants us to walk in unity together. Say it with me. Jesus is our Savior. Let's say it again. Jesus is our Savior. And when we begin to look at the church, as we look at the early church, we see that the early church in the New Testament understood there was a correlation between repentance and baptism. They, they repented and were baptized. 
that they made the choice to say, I will follow Jesus and I will let the world know. In Acts chapter two, Peter was preaching to the church and he said in verse 38, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promises for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone from the Lord our God calls to himself. In the New Testament, we see the people responding with changed lives in conjunction with outwardly responding by being baptized. They believed and they took action. And we too are to accept Jesus as our savior and then to consider ourselves dead to sin and our old nature nailed to the cross with Jesus. When we accept Jesus as our savior, we are allowing our old lives to be nailed to the cross. And then in baptism, we are, just as he was taken down off the cross and buried, so we are buried with him in death and baptism. And symbolically, as Christ was raised from the dead by God, we can now walk in the newness of life as Christ raised in the newness of life. This is a symbolic way of washing away of our sins due to repentance. And it is the outward expression of an inward work. In the New Testament, they did not see it as separate. Acts 2.38, repent and be baptized. Acts 3.19, repent therefore and turn back that your sins may be blotted out. That times are refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Acts 22.16, rise and be baptized and wash away your sins calling on his name. 1 Peter 3.21, baptism now saves you not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. They believed that they were pressing into God declaring to the community around them, I believe, I have repented and there's no turning back. As for me and my house, we're gonna serve the Lord. There's no turning back. We are gonna press in to him. See, baptism is identification with the death and the resurrection of Jesus to say, Jesus is my savior. Within the context of your family and the church, Jesus is our savior. I believe and I am not going to turn back. Romans 6, 35, sorry, excuse me, Romans 6, verse 3 through 5 says, Do you not know that all who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? When we were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. So we act this out, this exchange, we give ourselves to him. As I go into the water, I identify with him. As I come out of the water, I come out in the newness of life. Will you choose to surrender your life to God and surrender to what God wants to do in your life? If you have not been baptized, maybe it's time to make this public declaration. Maybe it's time to say to the world around you, hey, I believe this. No one's going to care if it's been 20 years of you being a Christian and you've never been baptized. We celebrate together. Maybe you were baptized as a young baby and you didn't get to make that declaration for yourself and you're saying, hey, my parents made that decision, but I want to make that decision. Can I do that? Yes. Yes, you can do that. You can make that decision for yourself personally. Now is the time to say, I will repent and be baptized. I will give my life fully to the, to the Lord. And I want the community around me to walk with me and help me to stay aligned with Christ. 
If you have already been baptized, I want to encourage you, remember to daily identify with the one to whom you have been committing your life to. Don't allow your life to get off of alignment. Stay fixed on him. We are all called to be washed clean of our old ways and to continually stay focused on him. Continue to press into your Savior. Say it with me. Jesus is my Savior. Say it again. Jesus is my Savior. Say it again a little louder. Jesus is my Savior. He loves you and he's calling you to be his own. So our response is to repent and be baptized. See, God wants to take the struggles that you're facing away from you. He sent his son to this world that you, where you sit right now watching this podcast or this live stream, where you are right now, God is with you. And he sent his son down here to this world that you might have life and live it abundantly. Will you embrace it? Will you receive him as your king? Will you receive him as your savior? Will you repent and turn to him and begin to know him in the intimacy of knowing someone and allowing him to know you fully by not turning away from him? Turn directly towards your Lord. If you have never been baptized, it's time to take that step of faith. We are called to unite with him. So unite with him. If you've already been baptized, remember that commitment and live daily focused on your Savior. In humility, identify to God, to yourself, and to the world the changes that he continually is making and live them out because those become the example to the world around you. Those become the examples of how you can say, God has transformed me. Let me tell you the testimony of where I used to be and where God has faithfully walked with me down this road to where I am today. And your testimony will be the story that will help somebody else to have hope that there is a possibility for God to love them as well. Identify with Jesus in every part of your life. Say it with me again. Jesus is my Savior. May we believe that. May we truly embrace that this week. In your life, may you profoundly experience Jesus interacting with you every single day this week. Look for him and the things that he is calling you to do. In the areas where you may have held back part of you, begin to bring them to him and say, if you're my savior, I need you to save me from these situations. I need your direction. I need your comfort. I need your encouragement. If there's any part of your old life that you might have picked back up and said, I, I kind of wanted to handle this over here. No, put it back down. Turn from your ways and focus on him. Surrender your life to God in every area and immerse your life in Jesus daily. Jesus is our Savior. He loves you dearly, and he is calling you as he has made you his own. He's calling you into a closer walk with him, that you may know him, and he may walk with you and lead you in all things. So may you embrace him and feel his love around you this week. If you are interested in more information about baptism, feel free to type in the chat box below. We'd love to connect with you about more information about that. We actually are going to be doing a baptism live on Easter Sunday here at the Connection Church Easter celebration. But as we go into this next song, would you look at your own heart? Would you begin to say, okay, God, I give you my all to reveal to me parts that I have kept back that aren't given over to you and help me to surrender those to you that I may trust you and walk with you in those as well. Help me to repent 
and to walk with you in unison.